0: Sorry, that was probably a bit loud. Um, this is episode 111 of the Average Man podcast. Now, uh, that was Australia's Street bringing us in. No special significance to that, just a good song. Um, first of all, I want to say that again. My volume, my sound is probably going to be a little bit all over the place today. I'm using a completely, oh, not a new setup, an old setup. So I'm using an old microphone that I used to use, and I'm just straight into the laptop. So no mixing desk or anything today. Um, so you probably hear some background noise. Got the kids um, having some quiet time, chilling, watching the One's watching a movie, one's playing his um, switch on the beds behind me so no doubt you'll hear some sound effects from them at certain times and I do have this other microphone that I'm, I haven't used for a long time so I'm aware I probably blasted your ears when I first came in I could see the sound wave spike on my um, on the track header um, when I spoke So yeah, just bear with me on that It's probably going to be background noise, the air conditioner Bits and pieces going on But um, it won't be too long It'll be a quick quick half hour of power maximum today Just thought I'd get in there and pump one of these podcasts out Through the, host- uh, through the um, festive holiday season um, And not leave it too far in between drinks um, Things were a bit busy before I went away And didn't get to pop one off So here we are, episode 111 And boy oh boy is there some stuff to talk about I will... Try to keep it light hearted, it's Christmas, it's Christmas, so you know we want to be uh, reasonably, what the hell is that, we want to be reasonably uh, light hearted and, and um, cruisy, there you go, some background noise for you, um, but yeah there's also plenty of stuff to talk about, so so we'll just sort of get into it look I just went through my notes to try and find um, I had a whole list of notes I've been making for the last couple of weeks for today's episode and they've been somehow mysteriously deleted off my iPhone I'm not sure what's going on there I've got a bunch of notes that my wife's written on her phone instead about shopping so that's uh, awesome I'm tentatively blaming her but she won't like that so we'll just keep that between you and I but man, yeah, it's kind of I'm completely winging it now. So you have to bear with me if I sort of stutter and stammer a little bit because, like I said, I had a whole list of notes, but um, it's just it's all gone out the window now. We're just free balling it. So that's all right, mate. We'll go. There's plenty to talk about anyway. I will start off by saying that um, why can't I not hear myself? It's just these headphones. I will start off by saying that um, um, the opinions uh, that I'm gonna throw out during this episode it's not me throwing shade at anybody because I'm of the big uh, I'm of the opinion that we all need to try to get together on this one Um, we need to be of the same Um, we need to be on each other's team because I feel like there's a whole lot of weird shit going on um, in our country and in the world at the moment and us not being able to see eye to eye with people that we disagree with is not helping the situation Um, so You know, if I have an opinion that differs from yours and you've got your own reasons for having those opinions, like this isn't me throwing shade at you or uh, thinking that you're an idiot, this is just my opinion the way I see things. And, you know, we, uh, on these bigger issues, definitely got to try and understand everybody's point of view. I know that when it comes to the whole COVID thing, there's a whole lot of fear that goes around around it. Um, And that fear is, in my opinion, perpetuated by the media um, who seem to be... You know, very much in bed with the government and and the toe on the party line at, at the moment. So I understand that that's the information that people get, and they make their decisions based on that. And I also understand that I am someone that likes to look outside the box. I've always, you know, no, I've never been super good at following the rules and playing by all the rules. So you know, the fact that I'm against the the, the party line at the moment is probably, you know, no surprise and, and again, not the way that everyone likes to live their life but basically I respect your opinion, you've got a different opinion from me we've got to stop trying to jump down each other's throats and throw terms around that that segregate and isolate other people that have different views to us that point, at the end of the day the point should be um free choice free country um personal choice you know um looking after your own personal safety making the decisions that you feel you need to look after yourself my big big thing is that um somehow we've let the government assume the role of protector um and and that protection comes at the cost of our freedoms so that's pretty much the core belief behind everything i'm, I'm saying at the moment. Um, I don't know how you can disagree with that. You can, you can, you can like it. You can be happy that that's what they're doing. But I don't think that there's much of an argument to disagree with that fact right now. That the government stepping into the role of protector comes at the cost of the pu- the public's freedom. Um, some people are willing to trade that freedom for the feeling of safety. Others, like myself, and I think it's a growing pool of people, are not. Um, we were under the impression that. We had uh, we had superseded a level of of um, freedom and a level of control to the government to see us through this pandemic. Um, and although the, the the boundaries and the definition of the pandemic and the severity of it, etc., um, changed continuously, everyone was just trying to play catch up. Um, we're at a point now, nearly nearly two years in, where we've got some decent. Some decent data um, as to what this thing looks like. Obviously, not long term data, but some decent data as to what it looks like. As, fa- as far as figures, we know what the population looks like when vaccinated. We know what the death rate is per you know per hundred thousand people persons or per capita, however we want to look at it, or even just country by country. We know what the death rate looks like and the ho- hospitalization rate. Um, So there's a bunch of things we do know now that we didn't know before and basically the level of control hasn't gone down, it's gone up and there's no actual end in sight even though when you look at it, the government has more or less achieved the vaccination rates they were striving for, the entire country as a whole is somewhere between or you know, if you go state by state, I'm not sure what the whole rate is, I think it's up around 90 but if you go state by state, they're anywhere from 80 to 95% vaccination rate from state to state around the country and it's going to get to 90 pretty soon all around the country um, state by state, anyway. So that's pretty high. So there's not a lot, and, and there's not a lot else that they're, they're offering us in the way of protection. There is some other things, therapeuticals, I've helped on about monoclonal antibodies and obviously ivermectin and some other things as well that have been shown to help. Um, maybe not proven, but some of it, but the, the monoclonal antibodies is proven, but other things, other therapeutics aren't proven to help, but they're definitely. Um, they're out there and they're worth a try and they're worth doubling up with some of the other measures like the, like the vaccination. Um, so there's not a lot of extra protection that they can offer us. So you've got to ask the question, why are we still dragging our feet on this Um, the promise was you get your vaccinations first of all just get double vaccinated basically and you'll be able to move around freely and then they set a target of the percentage of the population we need to get vaccinated and then we can move around freely and the first estimations were quite low, 60% something like that and then when they actually announced some figures they were more around 80 to 90% Uh, and then you know so we all started working towards that and I was an advocate for people getting the vaccinations because one I didn't think that they're that bad. I understand there is some um some adverse effects to the to the vaccination and, you know, there's some anecdotal stories, there's some actual data coming through now. It's not been discussed at all by our government or by the media, which is weird. Um, but I'm not a big one. Like, that's not my my line of, of attack. I'm not going after the vaccinations and how many people have had adverse effects to them and all that kind of stuff. That's not really my qualm. I, I got the vaccination, Yeah, I was double-vaccinated... By the end of August, two two thousand and twenty one, um, even though I knew there was some level of risk possibly associated with it, I was happy to take that risk to get to get the vaccination to then, um, you know, do the right thing do my part to to help us move forward, protect the vulnerable in the community and hopefully uh, be able to travel freely when when we got to a certain percentage. And that was a lot of people's idea behind getting the vaccination. There was a lot of people that didn't want to do it, especially in WA where, you know, we were insulated from the the main... um, ..the the main... ..you know, the the, the effects of the pandemic that that they're experiencing in some of the other eastern states uh, of Australia. And then when they didn't get the vaccination rates they wanted quick enough maybe they always had this plan anyway um, it's hard to say always when the thing's only been around for two years not even so they had to develop the plan at some stage it's hard to know when but then they started talking about mandating the vac- vaccine and what that would mean and we sort of thought it was more on the lines of you won't be able to travel won't be able to go into clubs bars restaurants you know gyms etc etc um, what i didn't see coming maybe a lot of people did i didn't see coming was that they weren't going to let you work then there was some um some whispers of that being the next thing that was going to happen and um, specifically in certain mining companies and then that just pretty quickly became a blanket uh sort of effect a blanket rule that went across, you know, I think in WA it's like 75% of the of the industries um, are now mandatory. You need these mandatory vaccinations to have a job. So we didn't see that coming. And then even at that point I was still saying, come on, guys, let's just get your vaccinations done. You know, the, the, there is a small percentage of the people who are reporting advert... Maybe it's not fair to say small percentage, but there's a percentage of people that are are, uh, um, reporting adverse effects, but, you know, when when you're vaccinating or you're giving a drug to billions of people, that's going to happen. If you give peanuts to billions of people, some people are going to die, you know. So... That wasn't what worried me. I thought I still thought that was worth taking the risk. I wanted people to get back to just living life normally, working, and you want to see people, you know, ruining their lives and ruining their careers and losing jobs and all that sort of stuff um, for for their ideology or for, you know, saying they, don't, they weren't sure what was in the vaccination, especially when a lot of these guys are out there, like, taking ecstasy and... And gear, and like you know, dudes are out there snorting ketamine at the moment and stuff as well. So there's you know there's all sorts of shit that people are doing, and then they're saying this is unsafe. So I wasn't really buying into that line of thinking. Um, and then we got to the eighty percent. We were approaching. It was it was clear that we were going to get there. And Christmas was approaching, and all these sorts of things were going on. And then it became apparent that there was no. Uh, there was there was no real plan to let people travel and to open up and relax the restrictions, even though we were double vaccinated and we'd hit this 80% vaccination rate. So that was a real blow to a lot of people, um, basically... One of many, but a real a line in the sand where you can go. This is our government's lied to us. Um, they gave us targets and gave us promises and told us what we needed to do and what we would be. You know, it's embarrassing to say, but what we would be rewarded with for for being good boys and girls and doing what they said. We did what they said. We towed the line, um, helped advocate for them, and then we got to the to the finish line and it wasn't there. There was no pot of gold. There was nothing there. It was a lie. They just changed it. And you look into the the, the, the uh, soulless faces of these premier pieces of shit and realise that they're just lying they're going to continue to keep lying they're going to find oh there's an Omicron variant now that's a, a reason to, ch- to a very water a, a very weak as water um, reason to change you know, go back on promises and change the, um, the all the rules again you know something that we've been working for and working towards for months and people took risks with their health on a promise and then you just took that promise away from them and changed the, changed the game, changed the rules, changed the finish line, changed all the, uh, uh, all the, the points and goals along the way. So. You bullshitted us and we trusted you with our health on, on a promise and it was an empty promise and it's pretty clear now that all your promises are empty and they're all going to be empty and some people are still happy to blindly walk, walk forward and toe that line and go, it's okay, I'll just keep doing it. I'm not planning on travelling anytime soon so I don't mind uh, the all the restrictions and the laws. To those people, I say I respect your opinion because I was feeling, you know, not that I wasn't travelling but I was fe- fairly happy to, to just go along with it, uh, you know, only a few months ago. But you're missing the point. I was not quite missing the point. I was under the impression that we were, and I said this publicly, that we were trading off a bit of our freedom and we were we were playing a game and they'd won round one and that we needed to get the vaccination and then get them out of the way and get them out of our hair and get our lives and our control and our country back. Um, that's not happened. That's not going to happen. We're not. They're not going to give anything back to us. We have to take it back. So to say that I'm not going to travel anywhere, I'm fine with it, it doesn't really bother me, um, that is you are missing the point. You are losing your freedom one step at a time and if you've got kids, that should terrify you because you're handing over a country uh, that's going backwards and we've, and we've given up control of our, our basic freedoms, freedom to what you put in your own body, freedom to travel around your country, state to state and visit family and friends and run businesses and just, just freedom to travel freely in your own country. I know I said the word free a lot then. Um, you're giving that up. Um, from complacency, from laziness, from um, fear, from not wanting to say the wrong thing and upset people and be that guy and be labelled an anti-vaxxer or, you know, be seen as non-compliant. You know, it's that whole uh, herd, this the herd rules, the herd kind of thing going on where... You take your mask off in public, and because um, there's mask mandates back now, because there's one person, there's one confirmed case in, in all of Western Australia, so we've all got to wear masks inside everywhere we go. Makes total sense, common sense, they'll tell you. Um, you take your mask off inside, and people look at you and give you dirty looks like you're some sort of you know, fiend, like you're breaking the rules, like you don't care about anyone else, like you think you're special. And they use us to regulate ourselves. And I'll tell you who else does that and they do it really, really well. A couple of countries you might have heard of, China and North Korea. They use the people to look at to spy on each other, to keep each other in check and the government and do the government's job of oppressing the people for them. The, and if you think that sounds extreme, well I tell you what man, it doesn't start uh, it doesn't start as an extreme state of, of oppression. It starts with small freedoms being taken away and more and more draconian-like laws layered on top, piece by piece, using people, the, the public, to, to police their own, their own rules upon themselves and slowly but surely you lose more and more freedom until the government have more and more control over the people and they use you as a commodity to do what they want. I tell you, I know that sounds crazy, but that's that's what happened. If you think that um, that Hitler woke up one morning and just said to um, the Germans we're gonna we're, we're gonna commit genocide and, and purge the, the the world of the the filthy Jews and they all just went sounds sounds legit, well you're crazy. That happened over a period of time. And again, I'm not saying it's Nazi, Nazi Germany. What I'm saying is those. Uh, those values, that way of thinking, that kind of government system, is put into place piece by piece by piece. Who knows where these guys want to go with it? That's not the point. It doesn't matter where they want to take it. The point is that they're taking freedom away from our from us, and we are helping them do it. We are policing that for them. And again, if you just think you're going to sit there and wait this out and it'll all blow over, and he's going to open the the borders up on the 5th of February and things will start getting better from there, it's not going to happen, man. It's a lie. It's a lie after a lie after a lie. He's. Per- proven that uh, I don't know if you're aware of Dan Andrews but he passed a bill in uh, Victoria that they can impose lockdowns and mask mandate and and quarantine and all these sorts of things that they've been able to do during the state of emergency which is now ended in Victoria, 15th of December. They can impose that on their population, the Victorian pe- people whenever they want, without a pandemic and without any parliamentary oversight. So they have, he's set the he, he set the precedent for what these the kind of um, control these people are trying to claim and again I don't know if there's any sort of uh, underground um, uh, you know like uh, what, what do they call that the billionaire society in America you know like the underground oh, man, I can't think it off the top of my head um, you know, There's not some some uh, evil cabal where they all get together and decide how they're going to enslave the people of Australia. I'm sure that's not going on. It's probably more just down the, the line of basic human nature that when you give people control over other people, they don't want to give it up. And if they see a way where they can take more control and create more wealth and power for themselves, they're going to take it. And because we can't see why they would do that and we're sure that there's no evil cabal uh, where they're gathering in um, underground bunkers drinking the blood of the, of, of the uh, stolen children from Australia, that, um, that, that, that there's nothing evil or untoward about it. But it's, it's probably much more down the line of just people in control, not wanting to give up control, realising they can take more control. Prime Minister can't stop in and step them because they have the backing of the health minister they have people scared to step out of line and say the wrong thing. Uh, but otherwise, they'd be vilified and called an anti-vaxxer or a conspiracy theorist or made fun of. So they're just taking more and more and more and more. We're just letting them. At this point, we're just letting them. It's quite crazy. Um, and again, I, start, I started this podcast off by saying, I understand if you have a completely different point of view to mine, uh, depending on where you're getting your information and that's one of the big problems we've got uh, definitely in Australia um, in America in England in a lot of these you know the, uh, Western civilizations at the moment is the media have been bought and if you just grew up, getting your, your, your news in the morning, your, you know, the report in the morning and your six o'clock news at night and listen to your news updates on your commercial radio stations during the day, that was once upon a time a fairly reliable source of information. Um, these days, not so much. Uh, the information is there, but the information is skewed and twisted to personal bias and to the... Um, the corporations that pump money into those in those industries, which you know, it's it's, it's terrifying to realise that 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 the that uh, okay. the, the very people who are okay. selling these vaccinations and pushing these things so hard are, are actually um, involved in in um, funding the media. Uh, in a lot of ways, and the, and definitely the government to have government access to have access to like um, uh, uh, parliamentary you know uh, meetings and stuff like that. They, you have to you have to get access granted to you, and a lot of these a lot of these independent journalists are really struggling to get that access, whereas the the larger media co- um, corporations have just got it, they've just got that on tap. And yeah, again, it's probably uh, fair for me to admit here that. A lot of what I have learnt recently about the inner workings of the media um, comes from American sources and the way the media works over there, so I don't have a huge understanding of the ins and outs of our media system here, Uh, but it's pretty obvious that they're toeing the party line, and they have been called out in lies multiple times at this point. Clear enough that we can look at it and say, okay, the media is lying. They're actually they're they're underreporting things like the yeah. like the protests. There's been a lot of protests, specifically in Sydney and Melbourne, um, where tens of thousands of people, you know, or, or at least ten thousand people, um, have been coming going to these rallies. Through, per, uh, through Melbourne CBD and 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 protesting against the, the laws and the mandates and Dan Andrews and all this sort of crap. And the government ABC... It's a government... the And the media ABC and some of the other larger you know, news corporations, the mainstream news corporations, are under-reporting it consistently. And then there's guys out there, independent... Um, Journalists like Rv Yemeni, um, who are there fil- filming this stuff and saying, "Look at all the people that are here. This is not being reported. So there's it's, it's a lie. It's quite it's quite shocking to realise that. But yeah, there's guys like Army Yemeni and, and the real uh, the real Rukshan on Instagram who, who are out there. These are independent journalists, and there's a lot of other guys out there who are out there giving you the real the real news. So um, we're going to try and find those those people and at least at least flesh out your opinion of what's going on and your information sources with these other independent journalists and just see how things stack up and then see how they play out after the fact. Because I understand, again, for people, especially who, in my like, my parents' sort of generation, anyone from their 40s, 50s, 60s, above, they're, they're really just doing what they've always done, which is they're not doing anything wrong. They're going to the same sources for information they have done their entire life. They used to be fairly reliable, at least trying to give unbiased um, um, uh, media, at least trying to give you the unbiased um, news, um, you know, without putting their spin on it. That's not happening anymore. And you need to go, so people need to go and actually do their own work and then go outside of that, find other people writing blogs and independent media, independent journalists and, and see what they're saying. You don't don't have to buy it hook, line, and sinker. A lot of them are you know, on the feet on the ground, so it's quite hard to deny what they're reporting when they're at these events and, and they're and they're telling and they you know, everything they say is their, their reputation is based entirely on giving you the truth. If they lie, they're gonna get called out pretty damn quickly and ruin their own reputations. Um, so you've got to watch what these other guys are saying, then you have to go back and compare it to what the mainstream me- media um, news is telling you, and then you've got to watch the situation play out and pick out the indiscrepancies for yourself. So it's quite a bit of work involved, and you can't expect everyone to do that, especially, like I said, people that are just going about their average, everyday routine, wake up, listen to the morning, um, whatever the, those morning shows are. That there's, they're all, I mean, super, super opinionated, those, those morning shows where they put their spin on everything. And then you listen to the news... The news updates on the, the mainstream. Uh, radio, you know, the commercial radio stations throughout the day, even ABC now, they listen to all the the news updates, and it's the same message, same message, same message. It all ties into what the the company wants and what the government want, and and um, it's all geared towards the same fear driven message, just telling you how many numbers there are, how many how many um, uh, cases there are in this state, and how many cases there are in that state, how many cases we've had all all up together, and and the the number of cases we've had is like this ever ever growing number that that doesn't get reset in any period of time so it's always a, so it's you know there's how many cases we've had of covid in australia for the last 20 months rather than over the last 12 month period um, and they they love to tell you how many people have been hospitalized and how many people are dying from it and basically they it all ties into the same the same narrative and you have to go outside of that Narrative to, to figure it out for yourself, and it's quite a lot of work, man. And, and I don't. And, and this isn't that people who aren't doing it are stupid, or uh, other people who are doing it are smarter or have figured it out. It's not that at all. It's just the way that people are used to getting their information. If and 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 it's not going to be. Uh, the older people that, that that go to these sources and really start embracing it and, and, and help change the way media is sold to us it's going to be people in their 20s and younger who, who make that difference over the next 5, 10, 15 years because even myself, I'm really only realising how much bullshit there is involved in the news, I never really listened to the news in the past anyway because I always used to say I don't listen to news it's all bad news, um, you know I feel as you get older you get more involved just naturally you care about things more and when you're in a situation like we're here in, in worldwide and specifically in Australia now, you just have to listen to the news and know what's going on. And um, it, it, it's it's taken me to you know this year to realise how how much bullshit and lies and and um, uh, what's the word for it? You know, like how much they're all in it together just um, to, to sell a certain narrative and so if it's taken blokes my my age group and um, that so long to figure it out you can't expect other people from different age groups to figure that out and especially if you're in the the, the uh, demographic where you're legitimately worried about getting COVID and, and the effects it's going to have on you because of your age because of underlying health issues and stuff like that so I, I completely understand those people the fear is real and that that's a, a really strong tool has been used to control populations for the longest time so um, and I guess, yeah, yeah. Look, I think I've beaten a dead horse here. I should really move on. As I said, I had a whole bunch of stuff written down. This was just a portion of what I was going to talk about. It's Christmas Eve today, so it's Christmas Eve. I'm on holidays. I was supposed to be up in Darwin, but uh, you know the rest, man. There was a little. <laughs> the borders all got locked down again first it was um you know quarantine when you come back and then it was like certain states are very low risk some states and then they got upgraded to low risk now they've all been upgraded to medium risk and now it's a hard border closure you have to be back by christmas eve or whatever it is and i've got a friend who's over in tasmania visiting family they haven't seen for two years and they've had to um uh they've had to cancel the holiday, they come back on Christmas Day now, so there's all this kind of crap going on, man and we were part of that let me just turn this thing off, we were part of that um, we were part of that group that got shafted because we were supposed to be in Darwin um, but we're not, we're down here in Perth staying at Hotel Rendezvous and it's been pretty good, man. The pool here is really nice. Kids went to the movies yesterday. I'm going to take them to the movies on Boxing Day as well. We've seen family last night. We've seen family Christmas Day. Um, you know, it's it's been cool, man. We decided to stay here at the hotel Rendezvous because we had the um, we had. Uh, what do you call them, vouchers that we used for our flights and accommodation from March last year when we had to can that holiday and we had these vouchers that we had to to use and that's what we were using for Darwin so we spent the last week of work before I left scrambling around to um, to get money back and change flights change accommodation get credits sorted out all that kind of stuff and yeah we, we um, booked this hotel rendezvous hotel rendezvous in Scarborough which is all right man it's it's not bad um, pools really nice there's some cool bars and restaurants out the front it, it is probably geared towards the younger crew out the front here um, but you know that's fine mate we're, we're we're here we did the lights in the city Um we're we're kind of trying to treat it more like a holiday that we, you know, like in a city that we don't normally live in and trying to keep active rather than just sort of falling into the same trap that we normally do when we come down to Perth. So that's all pretty good man christmas eve we um we made a, a cardboard christmas tree in the room so it's looking pretty christmasy I'll, I'll stick that up on my instagram page if i haven't already and yeah it turned out pretty good i got a i went down to bunnings got some supplies a large piece of cardboard uh, a couple of cans of spray paint some cheap decorations from from kmart and came back and cut out uh two two sec, like two christmas tree sections and then slit the bottom of one, slit the top of the other and slit them into each other so it makes like a, four, a four-pronged sort of Christmas tree. Um, sprayed it up with uh, some green spray cans and then uh, made a staff at the top and then hung some lights on it and some Christmas baubles and bits and pieces and we've got ourselves a little Christmas tree, a little Christmas shrine in the corner of the hotel room. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, we've got decorations hanging around everywhere in here, so hopefully we don't rip paint off the wall when we pull this blue tape and yeah. stuff down because we've got it all christmas out in here. We'll spend Christmas Eve here, watch a Christmas movie tonight. I'll say Christmas three more times probably before the sentence is finished. Then we're going to have a Christmas um, morning present session here, hanging out by the pool, couple of drinks skis and then try and get Ubers to drive us around the city to go to see family and spend hundreds of dollars on Uber bills anyway so that is the that is the idea for Christmas man I feel really bad it's 30 minutes in and I realised that I went full full down like this dark depressive rant about government and media and lockdowns and all this sort of shit and I didn't mean to do that so if that bored the hell out of here, really sorry about that, I was, like, man, I had notes, I would have, fl- I would have fl- flicked through all the fun stuff first, and then dropped a little bit of this at the end, and wrapped it up, but I didn't, I started with the heavy stuff first, and, um, I lost myself, and, yeah, man, that's what happens, I guess, sometimes, when you're winging it, um, I blame my wife for deleting my notes, even though she said she didn't, I think she did, um, but, what else, man, uh, uh, I don't know, man. I had, like I said, a bunch of shit that was written down there. Oh, I do have one funny thing. This is, a, this is the media for you, This is, but this is a funny one. Bear with me. I'm not going to rant again. This is a funny one. Well, it's not funny. It's quite dark, actually, but it proves my point. Hang on. I can hear iPads in the background. Hey, who's not got the headphones on? Heidi? Heidi? Oh, man. Oh, man. I can hear a stupid game in the background. Um... Yeah, right, so just like a few hundred metres down the road from us, I've got a couple of stories to tell, actually. A few hundred metres down the road from us uh, on whatever, a couple of nights ago, there was some 50-something, 56-year-old homeless dude that was walking across West Coast Highway with a trolley and his car come down and just flat-out cleaned him up. There's footage of it, CCTV footage. Um, you see the first car just misses him and the second car just... Bowls into him Like doesn't hit the brake Or anything Dude goes flying Gets thrown Skids across the bitch middle, Like just Cringe worthy When you look at it Imagine how painful It's going to be Trolley sparks And sparks and shit While it's dragging Across the floor And then Um they go on to talk about the how the the lady's doing that hit him, and um, how there was several other people caught on camera who had near misses on that street earlier that evening. And how people, it's a dangerous street, people nearly get hit there quite often. And they need to change the speed limit. And then they talk about um, you know how it affected, you know, how it affects the you know uh, uh, if the lady who hit him and all sort of crap, right? And then and then like basically as an afterthought, at the very end they go and. Uh, and the, the 56-year-old man has got, um, uh, you know, abrasions to his arms and broken leg and some internal bleeding and is in hospital in a, in, in, in a serious but stable condition. And, and then they move on. And basically, like, and he'll be back out on the street in two days. And it's like he, the dude who got hit by the car is an afterthought in the story because he's homeless. It's like, yeah, man, it's not about place. talking about everyone else. And what about the actual dude that got hit? If he was like a brother or a father or, a, you know, some business owner or whatever it was, it would be all about this guy that was hit and how horrible it was. But he was just the afterthought to the story Because he was a homeless dude It was so bad Um, So bad man And that brings me to another story We did the, the lights in the city the other night which was yeah, it? Was all right. I prefer the street lights where you go and there's a whole street lit up, you know, head to toe. That's that's that was more my jam. But we thought we we're here in Perth. We'll do the city lights and take the kids in there and see how you know how, how how they enjoy it. And while we're sitting there waiting for the other another family to rock up to to go do the Christmas trail circuit thing with us, at the globe in Perth on Wellington Street. This like fifty-something-year-old homeless dude, but like not your typical homeless dude. Like you're thinking with like an old smelly hat and a beard and like. Does make eye contact And sort of drags his feet Around the place This is like Basically like an old Pisshead junkie Who's Made a bunch of shit decisions In his life Um And he's there Like comes up And starts He walks up to Outside the globe Where there's some kids playing And he goes Fuck off kids And they like Like five or six year old kids And they like Scamper off back Towards their parents And we look out At the out the door of the pub like what the hell? And then he like rips off his shirt, starts like challenging everyone to fight. He's standing out there with his missing teeth and tattoos all over him, going, come on, come on, he wants to fight me. swearing his head off. And anyone that made eye contact with him, he's like, he's abusing him telling him to come out, and there's a black dude working there and he's dropping the N bomb and being hell racist and shit. And just trying to fight everyone, standing there in his black jeans with his shirt off, like, you know, pumping his chest up, talking about how fuck all you pricks and your Christmas time and I don't get to see my son on Christmas. And you all hate the homeless people, and like just going on this big rant. And like the second he came and abused the kids and started pulling his shirt off, I was like, I was sitting next to my daughter, and I think I like sort of like flinched in my chair as if to get up, like made made a move to get up. I, you know, your reactions to go, go, hey man, what's going on? Like, what's the deal? Like, it's not the time or the place for it. And you know, try and guide him away from the front of the pub, fully aware that you know I wasn't my first. First thought wasn't to go out there and fight the guy But I was fully aware that if I get up and go and usher him away from the pub It might end in an altercation But that's, you know, I'm thinking We'll just get go up and get rid of this dude And then as soon as he came and I flinched like that To get up, my daughter's just like Like a magnet, pinged to me Put her little head on my chest and cuddled me And goes, oh, I'm scared daddy And I was like, oh man And it just made my blood boil So I'm sitting there I can't go anywhere because I'm I'm my daughter's safety blanket. She's just attached herself to me and the bright thing to do, I've got to sit there and that's how I'm protecting her, right? Making her feel safe in that moment while this guy's out there abusing people. So I'm not getting up and going and doing anything about it. I'm sitting there literally just my legs just ticking back and forth Grinding my teeth, just raging inside, but trying to be cool and calm for my daughter, and not make eye contact with this dude, so I can just try and let him, someone else go sort this out and get rid of this prick. And there's all these people, single blokes, guys sitting there having beers after, after work and shit, just sitting there. No one does anything about it. The dads whose kids got you know abused and shoot off. There's no one over there getting rid of this guy. A couple of guys that work there standing near the door, stood near the door and sort of, you know vaguely um, made a you know, like a show of not letting him in, but they didn't make eye contact or say anything to the dude. And I'm just thinking, oh, you bunch of pussies, man. Is no one going to get up and get rid of this prick. And I've got to sit there and just hug my daughter, who's absolutely terrified, who then tells me she doesn't like Perth and she wants to go home and she's scared daddy and all this sort of crap. And basically, they ruined the evening for her. But I'm just thinking the, the, the lack of balls on people, man, they're just sitting there acting like it's cool that there's a guy here abusing families and shit and no one's going to go up and do anything about it, so that's Perth for you, man. And it was a little bit like that. You'd go around and look at the lights and go from spot to spot and there and then you'd see some, you know, drunk dudes or some junkies or whatever, like kind of filtering throughout the family crowd and shit. So that was a bit dodged like that. But the the end display we looked at was like a massive kaleidoscope, well, not a kaleidoscope, a projection onto like some old church or something. Um, it's pretty wicked photos and, and pictures and, and, and projections and stuff on there. That was pretty cool. And there were some cool lights displays. It was good, good fun to go around. And see it all but um, as I said it's a bit of a dodgy um, start with the old homeless dude abusing people at the front of the pub but um, yeah look mate, I can't remember what else I had on my list I apologise again for, for going on for half an hour about all the negative shit at the beginning but you know I kinda, it's, it's kind of at the point we can't ignore it anymore eh like We've got to talk about it, we've got to get people on board with the cause, which is standing up for our rights, for our freedoms, getting the government out of our pocket, they're pissing in our pocket hard, people are losing their jobs, people are getting stuck in limbo and stuck in the system and having to come, you know, cancel holidays and losing shitloads of money and and not being able to see family and spend time with the people that matter to them in you know, important times of the year, like Christmas, and there's a lot going on, there's a lot involved in it, um, it's important we've got, to, we've got to stand up and talk about it, um, just trying to w- put our head in the sand and wait for it to blow over is not working, hasn't worked and... Um, Yeah, we sort of need to move on from beyond that and and stand together and stay united and not squabble with each other and tell the government that we're not happy the way it's going and that we we want our our freedom, our life back. And that people who are are fearful for their health, you know, there's a bunch of things they can do. Take the vaccination, you know, take your vitamins, um, try and just look. You know, some people don't have the option of really improving their health very much, that they probably need to take extra precautions. And if there's an outbreak, stay at home and. um, um you know you can get your shopping delivered and all those sorts of things and, and the rest of us you know we want to get back on with our life now man because there's no end in sight otherwise here we go I'm going again uh, look i got to go i got to go kids are making heaps of noise in the background now I'm not sure if you can hear that I had to get this one pumped out uh, sorry it was so negative Merry Christmas hope you guys have a good break good Christmas break and you're, and you're with family and you're doing stuff that's important to you um, uh, I know I am and, and that's what it's about at the end of the day we didn't get to go to Darwin we didn't want to be down in person. Uh, We're making the most of it. We'll wear masks inside when you're at restaurants, so we'll probably avoid restaurants now because I'm not really down with that. Um, But we're making the most of it, man, and um, I hope you guys are too. And I will be back... Yeah, around th- started start of January, I'm looking. I've got a, a guest, a repeat guest, he's come back on. We just need to find a time that works for both of us. So we'll come back on and and um, we'll go from there. Start the new year with a guest, with a bang. And uh, yeah, my friend Robbie Peck as well, he'll be listening to this. We're going to take up a time to have a chat about some cool stuff going, um, you know, that's just hopefully in the works for, for Headland as well, for all the Headland listeners. So, all right, got to get out of here. Peace out. Merry Christmas. Love you all. Look after yourselves. Um, yeah. And uh, that's it man, do your thing Take it easy, peace out